0: is a party people party people Litos. it is your boy coming to you live and direct from wachovia it is another episode of the real nostalgia podcast on the ones and two we got rubana (laughs) what's up guys we got another episode of the real nostalgia podcast for you guys uh this week was uh wham bam explosion for uh new releases at home uh of movies uh but my partner crime only saw one movie, so uh, we'll get through it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I saw... I, I realized I saw more than one movie, but...
0: Hell yeah, my boy! Oh, yeah. He saw a lot of Disney Plus. He's, like, hooked on that Disney Plus network. <laughs> it got some good shit on there, dude. It does. It, it looks like it's got some good stuff. Loki and the Monsters, Inc. show. I haven't seen Loki yet. I heard
1: it's good. I want to see it. I'm going to see it, but I just haven't had time to watch it.
0: I'm not a Disney Plus
1: guy. No?
0: Nah, too much money. you know, not like, well, how much is it? Isn't it like- It's Isn't like $6.99, but I'm already paying six ninety nine for, like, three other services. mm you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Shudder Disney Plus. Uh, you know what? Shutter. I'll take Shudder. Yeah, Shudder <laughs> a good one.
1: You come over and watch all the Disney Plus stuff you want to hear.
0: <laughs> just like, Mitch, what are you do here? Oh, man. I just got to finish the last two episodes
1: of Loki, dude. Well, let me know so you. And me, I'll just put Penny with you and she could
0: watch. You guys could watch Disney Plus together. Me, me and Michael, I do uh, want to see, uh, what is it, Monsters at Work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do want to see it. It's two episodes, right? Yeah, I saw that today. Both of them? Both of them, yeah. Uh, I started watching before it came. I was like four episodes deep because they're only 15 minutes. I think you should leave now. I don't know what that is. That Tim Robinson show on Netflix? I haven't seen it. you never seen the first? You never saw the first season? No. I thought you did. I don't think so. Yeah, was it like his buddy Sam Richardson, the guys that made the Detroiters, you know what I mean? Little goofy guy, he used to run at SNL. Got mm, like no, a I don't think so. Gap uh, Really? Yeah, I don't think I have. Oh, you're crazy. I, I'm almost positive you saw the first season. I think you should leave now. Yeah, I think you should leave now. The second season, uh yeah, it's hilarious. I was like literally uh dying laughing at like the third episode. He goes to like uh, a <laughs> he goes to like a seance. He, like one of the skits is he shows up at like a like an old haunted like uh hotel. Mm -hmm. And they're doing, like, the haunted hotel. And then he's like, all right, so we can ask these spirits anything he wants. And then he starts, like, he goes in and he's like, yeah, dude, he's like, do you ever see these ghost kids, like, running around and they pull out, like, their their hog, like, their their (laughs) donkey dick? (laughs) And the guy's like, what? Dude, this this show looks like it's actually something I would like, too. Oh, my God, dude. It's fucking hilarious, dude. The second season is killing me, dude. I've already got a couple of skits on it. Oh, man. There's one where they, like, put, they do, like, a fake prank show and they put his, uh... They, like, dress him up in, like, like an outfit that's, like, horrible. It's, like, a horrible job. Like, that's the joke? You know, Mm -hmm. you think that's a joke. And then he gets stuck in it and he has, like, an existential crisis because he's, like, what am I doing? Like, (laughs) what are we doing this show? And the guy's, like, do you want to cut it? And he's, like, yeah, let's just cut it. And then they cut (laughs) it. He's, like, but what about the show? And he's, like, oh, come on. (laughs) It's funny, dude. You got to watch it. Uh, What's that on again? uh, Netflix. Netflix, okay. It's on Netflix. Yeah, that sounds cool. And uh, on this season, he has like a lot of his friends. So like uh, Whitmer Thomas, Brooks Wheelan, Sam Richardson. There's a bunch of little people. Uh, Bob Odenkirk has a little cameo. Oh okay. But uh yeah, so uh, we shall talk about uh, things we saw this week. So- saw this week instead of saw this week. <laughs> Is that an iPod Nano? Yeah, it's a Shuffle or a Nano, whatever. And yeah, I haven't right? seen one of those in years. I use it for work. Still works. Hell yeah! I put my pods on it.
1: That's your podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You download the podcast and then you put them on there? Yeah. <laughs> I'm one of the
0: few people that's still using iTunes for that. <laughs> yeah, I, I still it's uh I used it because it's so light. Instead of carrying your phone and mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that battery on this on this uh little gadget. But yeah. <laughs> um how is your week, my boy?
1: Pretty good, man. We had uh we celebrated the fourth of July this week.
0: That's right. That was cool. It was like it was like a world war, dude. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, that was pretty wild, dude. I was I told you at like eight o'clock you just started and it was like it went until what like two o'clock
1: yeah dude yeah we we put a table in my back in the middle of my backyard and we just sat there and drink beer and watch the fireworks that shit lasted to like at least 1 30 2 o'clock yeah for sure it would
0: not stop and it was like wild until like 12 30 and oh yeah probably down. until 12 30 it was like non-stop like a war zone i yeah. was telling i was telling Ruben, i drove over to his house like yeah, i want to say like at what 8 30 o'clock yeah around there yeah, and I when I was driving down, it was like a movie, dude. Like I just seen like it was like fucking fireworks going off in every direction, dude. I was trying to get a I was trying to you ever do those those things where you're like trying to get a uh Trying to get a video, you're like driving and you're trying to get a video, right? And you're like, why isn't my phone focusing? And then you realize that you have the light on in your car. And so oh, it's like the reflection yeah. off the glass and it won't, your phone, that's why your phone won't focus. The way I obey the laws. Yeah, I know. It's like so horrible. <laughs> I was like trying to drive. and like It's like, oh yeah, this is a one night where you should not, one of the one nights you should not be doing. So you just get pulled over because you're like a dumbass, like swerving all over the road. I trying know, to get video on a on the holiday, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the roads were not bad at all. I could
1: just see you thinking like you're like at, on that movie, The 1917 where, like all the shits probably not, he's just running down. There's the line.
0: a uh, a good movie called Seventy One. Is it Seventy One? And it's about the Irish Army Rebellion. And uh, there's a scene in it where the guy's like running from house to house because he's like a stranded soldier. The Sh- British are coming. The he's British like a, coming. A, a stranded soldier, and he has to get to like the other side of the town. Mm-hmm. But he's in like enemy territory, so like oh, all these okay. people in the houses like have guns and like shooting at him. And I just think of that because he's like running around like through houses and like nobody's opening the door obviously because he's the bad guy. He's wearing like army fatigues oh, and they're all yeah. rebels and they're like shooting at him in the process. Pretty crazy. Scene. That sounds cool. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, but yeah, what else did you do? No, nah,
1: nothing much, dude. I have plans this upcoming week. To know what? My wife's birthday so we're going to go to dinner and we're going to... This week? Yeah. that was next week. No, her birthday is actually on the 13th. What the? And um, we're, I think we're going to go to Alamo Draft House, and I haven't been there in like almost a year and a half. And see what? Uh, we, so probably Fast 9 oh or Zola. God. We're not too sure yet, depending on how much time we have.
0: Zola's a shorter movie.
1: Yeah, it's like an hour and a half. Fast 9 yeah. is like two hours and 15 minutes. I'll talk about that later. Uh, Zola. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too sure what we're going to watch, but I'm excited. I haven't been Alamo Draft House in over a year and a half. The last time was that one time you we went for that, that podcast or that. That was like, yeah, the, the, the movie Crypt. They did that screening. and
0: Well, at the movie Crypt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what movie did we watch? It was like a cool one. It was a, The Visitor
0: or some shit like that.
1: No, it was um, Bobcat, right? Bobcat Goldthwait. I didn't see that one. Yeah, it was um, God Bless America. Oh,
0: was that the last time That I was the there? last one.
1: Because remember Bobcat was like coughing. He's like, oh, I got the Rona. And everybody thought it was so funny. And then the very next day, like everything went down on lockdown. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah.
0: Wow. Holy
1: shit. Yeah, because I, I remember we got there and like we had hand sanitizer and we like wiped down the seat around us because it was just like getting crazy. Oh
0: yeah, that's right. This was right before everything like In March. Literally, that's wild. I just realized that because that you're right. I was like kind of I was kind of scared to go. And then you had you had this hand sanitizer and you were like I got hand sanitizer and wipes. Yeah. And then we went in there, and they even acknowledged it. He's like, thanks for coming out. I know, like, a lot of people are scared right now. Cause didn't he say, like, it's sewed up, but, like, half the seats were empty or something? I don't remember. I just, that's wild. Just, like, I just remember us in the car, like, before, and you, like, made sure you had the hand sanitizer and the wipes. Yeah. And we kept talking, like, are we going to order food? And I was like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable. And then we like did there. anyway. <laughs> I know we <laughs> got, I got beers, yeah. but, yeah. I, I love their chicken sandwich and, like, their potatoes. Uh, I've only had, like, two things from there. I'm yeah. not a big fan of, like, their setup. <laughs>
1: That's the only food I've had there was a chicken sandwich. Everything I I don't want to like I've had uh, the
0: nachos but I've never had like food food there. Mm-hmm. Like I've never had like the burger and all that other Didn't shit. Didn't you get like fries that were like really good or something? Like Yeah, like, I got fries like they were like uh they're like had stuff bacon there, right? ranch fries or some shit like that, but yeah, I'm just not a big fan of like eating while watching a movie like that. Eating yeah. eating like that. Like I like the junk food like you said like chicken mm-hmm. fingers and stuff, but
1: the, the only place I like to do that is at Alamo. Really? Like, AMC's, I just don't feel like it's, like, it's too, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, the, like the seats are not separated, like, LMO, and it's just not,
0: like, you know? I like, I like the I like the Draft House. Um, I've been there quite a few times. I'm, like, thinking in my head, I've been there quite a fucking few times mm-hmm. since it's opened. I go to a lot of movie theaters, but. I was just, like, realizing, like, holy shit, I've seen a lot of movies there. We saw that
1: one movie there that was really good. That you, it was, like, one of your favorite movies that year? Yeah, the Nightingale. Nightingale, yeah, that was good.
0: So, yeah, i seen that. i seen the Travis Scott movie there. Oh, yeah. I've seen uh, this weird movie that has, like, a really good montage scene. And, like, Charles Burnett did the montage. But it's about a, a black dude who has, like, a dick that, like, grows and, like, strangles dudes in the neck. <laughs> and kills him. It's, like, from the 70s. Um, the guy that made... Um, uh, The Art of Something. Uh, what's his name? He used to be married to a he used to be married to a, uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead. He's like a filmmaker. Anyways, he made a movie that I really liked with Jesse Eisenberg and he like learns karate and it like goes pretty crazy. And uh yeah, he was there. He hosted that. I seen that. We did that other moody movie. Yeah, the art, what is it? it Art of Self-Defense. Yeah, that movie's fucking amazing. And uh, he did, like, he hosted, like, a a screening of that movie. Oh, okay. um, Because Charles Burnett, there's, like, it's so weird. It's, like, you're watching this movie, and it's, like, he gets out of jail, and he comes back home. And there's, like, a, like, 10-minute montage, like, literally 10-minute montage of just, like, what Watts was like in this, uh, like early 70s mm-hmm. and it's like a montage but it's shot by charles burnett who's like a legendary filmmaker black filmmaker who, so it's not like a black exploitation type. it of, is oh, but it is? all of a sudden there's that montage in it and you're like holy shit there's like talent here but then it goes back to the rest of the movie and you're like oh what the hell it's like a trauma movie the rest of the movie oh, really? yeah it's so funny though the blackula but, yes it's like that it's That's like funny. uh yeah it's pretty wild but uh yeah i saw that movie there we saw the other movie criff movie there remember that one was really good oh the, oh, the, the alien in the 80s yeah yeah with the dude from Twin Peaks, right? Yeah, that's I don't what know what that was called. That was it yeah, that called The Visitor or some shit like that? See, that's what I thought it was that that was called. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, because I'd never seen it. I've never even
1: heard of that movie, and then we're like, oh, it was just I would was just cool to go check it out. A movie <laughs> I've never heard of, and it was actually pretty, really good.
0: I went to go see uh Spooled, Unspooled. I went to like a live Unspooled there with Amy Nicholson and Paul Shear. Oh, they're I've been a lot, dude, but yeah, I was just realizing now, I was like, damn, we've been a, I've been in a lot of fucking movies there. Mm. So I'll be back. Hopefully, Uh, I was thinking about going because they were playing The Mummy and I would want to watch The Mummy. Brendan Fraser? Yeah, Mummy in theater. But uh, yeah, they have like a lot. They've like announced a lot of like uh, movies, but I'm just kind of like on a lot of Mm -hmm. the titles.
1: It's a commitment too because the drive down there, the parking.
0: Especially right now with like Mm -hmm. traffic getting back. I know I'm like worried tomorrow I'm supposed to go see marion It's like, I don't know if I'm going to get out of work enough, early enough. Oh.
1: Yeah, traffic's been horrible,
0: dude. Yeah, it was bad. The other day, I went, and I, I was going to meet. I, I, I wanted to meet Ralph at Mumford, and it took me, I think, like an hour and a half to get down there. And usually it usually takes me like 30 minutes, Damn. but it was a Friday, and yeah. I got stuck on the 605. Oh, okay. Yeah, but what are you going to do? You got to get that fast track, dude. I, I, honestly, on the, uh, this morning, uh, I saw, like, there's, like, mini versions I see that. I don't know. I I I got a new one like not too long ago, and yeah. it was
1: the same size.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, I saw a mini version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot where I saw it, and uh, I was just like, they sell mini versions like that. So that maybe I get paid on Friday. So I'm probably gonna buy one on Friday. They're like forty bucks. Right? Forty bucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna buy one on Friday. Yeah. Yeah, they're I cool. Because I've been going to LA a lot again. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it 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 saves dude. it saves you so much time. It does. You know, it's so funny. Me and my dad, we went to go with tacos not too long ago, and like. We like, it was cool because me and my dad, we got to hang out, you know, we were like in the car, but it's just like, man, had we had that fucking thing? Cause on the way over there, we got down there in like 20 minutes. We were both like tripping out. We were like, we left, it was like a Friday and I was like, let's go. Or it was a Saturday. i like, let's go, dude. I got, I'm off. Like, let's go get tacos. We went yeah. to go get tacos. And then on the way back, I was like, dude, there's not gonna be traffic. And then my dad, we were like looking at it as we we're driving down there. It's just like stopped dude. Like from like Rosemead all the way back, you know, it's usually stopped on 10. Yeah, Yeah and uh yeah i me and my dad were like fine like driving back but it's like man how do we head that fast pass it's like a 20 minute drive you just jump right there on alameda just yeah
1: dude like on my way home if i don't have the fast track it's like an hour and a half yeah but if i have the fast track i could cut through downtown and get on the on the fast track on the 10 hour only so i cut down a half hour i
0: know that Uh, every day adds up dude my thing is i'm always like well i'm going to get traffic and it's just like I've been so uh, spoiled with, like, COVID traffic, Mm -hmm. like, patterns right now that, Mm -hmm. like, I always forget that, like, yeah, sometimes on a Saturday night, even when you leave, like, the show at, like, 1 in the morning, you're still stuck in traffic. Like, I'll be coming from, like, Crenshaw, like, on the 10, and it's just like, yeah, you're just stuck in traffic until you hit the 110, and then once you get past it, you're fine. But it's like, yeah, I need a fast pass.
1: Yeah, they're worth it.
0: But, yeah. Anything else going on in your life, my guy?
1: No, I got some some movie news. Oh, what you got, my boy?
0: Oh, yeah. You hear about QT buying the Vista?
1: Yeah, dude. That's cool.
0: That's pretty wild. Have you ever been to the Vista?
1: Yeah, I've been there once or twice.
0: I think I've been there once
1: with you, like, a long time ago.
0: Uh, I've only been there twice. I went to go see a marriage story there. That was the last movie I went to go uh-huh. see there.
1: Isn't it by the water? By the beach
0: somewhere? No. No? No. I remember we went some. The Vista's by, uh, like, uh, by uh, L.A. City College. It's, like, uh, by, what's that hospital? Cedar Sinai? Or no, not Cedar Side. It's got,
1: it's got like golden stuff on the sides. like No. It's like a one theater only, right?
0: Yeah, it's only one, one theater. Room? Yeah. Uh, I,
1: I think I've been there once for something. It's uh, tiny.
0: It's in the middle of fucking nowhere. I'm almost positive you've been there. I remember taking somebody there. I don't know if it was you or Ralph, mm-hmm. but I remember us parking because like parking is pretty chill there. you park in like the residential na- neighborhood right there. And it's like, uh yeah, it's on a weird street. I forgot. It's on the main street. Yeah, it's I, on a I weird remember street.
1: that. We were walking and it's like a, uh, like a Jewish neighborhood, right?
0: nah that's uh the new beverly oh new beverly oh, okay yeah, yeah but anyways qt bought it and uh there's good news and bad news so i heard the good news is obviously he bought it you know it's gonna get renovated yeah. but the bad news is, is like he's really dedicated to renovating it so like there's a couple of dudes that like throw like uh there's this dude i follow super secret uh movie club and oh, yeah. he does like one-offs and stuff like that and uh he said that yeah as of right now like all this stuff that he was scheduled is like off the books until 2022
1: Oh, so so they're going to renovate it and then okay, well that's good. That's good.
0: Yeah, but it's just kind of like, well, they don't know when it's going to open in twenty twenty two, but that's the timeline. And you are like, damn, it's a long time. But it, to me, it it's don't really months. matter. It it's, depends
1: on what, how far into it.
0: My thing is, it's like, it's just one theater. You know what I mean? Yeah, they but can it, only show so many movies. Yeah.
1: So, it's going to be hard to get tickets, too, especially when it opens up at first? No. Nah. You don't think so? No. Nah. What, what wasn't um, the other one, the new Bev, like, really hard to get tickets? No. Nah. You just got to know. Online, everybody was like, I can't believe I got You tickets. just got to know
0: the accounts to follow, my boy. <laughs> if you follow I swear to God, if you follow certain well, accounts.
1: But, like, for somebody who doesn't have, like, those secret accounts or whatever. Then, like,
0: bitch, you don't deserve to go. <laughs> Shit. I already been to the new Beverly, my boy. She I know I went to go see Tulane Blacktop. I never seen Tulane Blacktop. I always hear about it. It's like mm-hmm. a James Taylor movie from uh, the 70s, directed by Monty Hellman. That's it's good? about yeah, it's fucking great. It's like uh right before uh Taylor went bat real deep into his heroin stuff. And uh what's his name? Um, Dennis Wilson plays the his buddy, who is uh uh, Brian Wilson's brother From the Beach Boys You know The other yeah. main Beach Boy They play like two guys And they tell War Notes We'll drive you From LA To Washington DC For pink slips And the whole movie Is just them driving Oh okay It's pretty sick <laughs> Pretty rad movie um, Lane Blacktop Yeah 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 okay. They have like a of they, they did like a transfer Not too long ago
1: uh, Oh you know what uh, Right now All the Arrow movies Are on sale on iTunes For two ninety nine. Why? I don't know But it's cool I bought a few of them like so cheap
0: i don't know I, I just bought career opportunities kino lorber did like a reissue and like that's like one of my favorite jerk off movies when i was a little kid so <laughs> had to buy it because it, it was on
1: sale there was a jerk off movie that i was into too where it was like richard Gere, and he, he was like he took some chicken like on vacation or something
0: i remember that movie being like, american yeah. gigolo no i don't know american gigolo he shows his dong he shows his dong in a couple movies yeah yeah richard Gere, dude One of my favorite jerk-off movies of his is uh, Unfaithful, Baby, Dying Later. (laughs) (laughs) That was later, too. I was, like, in fucking high school at this point. Yeah, the gray
1: hair and everything. (laughs) Oh, for you, you are in high school.
0: (laughs) That movie came out when we were in high school. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, shit, man. That's legendary. Legendary movie right there. That's, like, up there with Fatal Attraction, dude. That's a fire-ass movie.
1: What movie was he with? Uh, with Julia Roberts was it? Ren- That's Ren- uh, a uh, Pretty Woman. Oh, Pretty! Oh, Pretty Woman. Yeah, Pretty yeah, he's, Woman. He's a gangster, dude. He's gangster. He I know.
0: I just saw a uh, last episode. I saw, talked about a Seeing Officer and Gentleman, fire ass movie. <laughs> but yeah, the career opportunities is uh, Jennifer Connelly and what's the other guy's name? Uh, anyways, it's uh, about a guy who gets locked in a target. He's, like, on the Nike, or He gets not locked in the Target with the girl, Jennifer Connelly. And she's, like, whoo, Haribo body, dude. I love that movie. <laughs> but uh, they were having a Kino Lorber sale. And I was, like, fuck it. I'm going to buy it, dude. It was expensive. I hate shipping. <laughs> <laughs> and then they announced,
1: all, like, the Halloween movie is going to be coming out in 4K through, like, Shout Factory. Really? Yeah. Like, which ones? One through five.
0: Oh, Halloween. Halloween. I think it's, like, Halloween-themed movies. Oh, no, no. Wait, oh, yeah, yeah! I saw that. I saw that. And the
1: thing is coming out in 4K finally. They already did. No, oh, it's the first time. I think it's it's like in October it's coming out.
0: Are you sure? Yeah. Because I just bought the the thing. I finally pulled the trigger on the thing f- through Arrow. Yeah, it's Arrow, like the double disc collector's edition.
1: Yeah. So with those are like they're the Shout Factory one. Yeah. So they're not four K. They're they're Blu Ray discs and they only No, you know like they don't go four K. But like they scanned the like the film like with the, like a four K print of it. Yeah. But they downscale it to.
0: Ah, like, got it, got it, got it. But
1: so it looks really good, you know.
0: My favorite thing experiences is when I went to see it at the Egyptian, and they had a working print from the seventies. Oh, that's cool! And uh, they were like, "It's damaged, but it's working." It's an it like original like, print.
1: Texture though, like you know, and, for like, the film.
0: they warned us, and they were like halfway through the movie, you know, it's it's a loss of like one of the strands is like, uh, they said something about acid or some shit, like a chemical or some shit, so they're like, you know, it might be a little blown out, and they watch, and then like, it's right before they're about to blow up the monster. At the end, when they put the, they go to the other spot, and the monster like comes out of the middle of the fucking mm-hmm. ground. Yeah, um, it just turned really pink. Oh, really? So everything looked like really pink, like with the flares and everything. It looked like the flares were always on, which wasn't bad. It was just pretty cool. For how long? Uh not too long. I know for it wasn't for the rest of the movie, but it wasn't too long. That's it was cool. Bad. Yeah, that's cool. That's, that's like history in that, yeah. that in that print, you know. That's like the, uh, when I went to see Maniac Cop. There, I had never, I've never even, I had never even seen the movie. My mm. buddy kept telling me about it. He was like, "Come on, dude!" Like. And then uh, Winding Refin was there interviewing oh, really? William Lustig, and uh, yeah, he's, he's doing a,
1: a remake, right? He was. It got canceled. Oh, it got canceled. Yeah,
0: but he was. He was gonna do a show. Oh, okay. And uh, it but been, yeah. it would
1: have been like sixteen hours long, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but um, yeah, that was like a. It was a thirty-five millimeter print, and it's like cool to know that I watched it like how it originally it was released. Yeah, that's Pretty badass, sick. man. But yeah. What else? What what you news you got?
1: All right, so Army of Dead prequel is coming out this fall on Netflix. (sighs) So bad. Why do they have to do stuff like this? It's called Army of Thieves. Um, I guess it was a huge hit, dude. And I guess they're gonna turn it into a franchise now.
0: What do you mean a huge hit?
1: Yeah, like it made a ton of money and like it was like a success. What? Um, Army of the Dead.
0: What? Yeah. I don't understand what you're saying right now. That movie,
1: Army of the Dead.
0: Army of the Dead
1: netflix Zack snyder
0: oh i thought you were talking about army of darkness right now no oh that's why i was like this is sacrilegious why would you make a prequel to army of darkness actually
1: they're making a sequel to evil dead i know know. evil dead
0: rise yeah all that's trash
1: no the the fede alvarez uh remake of evil dead is
0: pretty sick it's all trash. It's not, tra- dude. It was good, dude. It's all trash. It was like
1: a really good remake.
0: Anyways, what are you saying about Army of the and Dead? Especially what about from this like a tr- huge
1: Evil Dead fan. What about, I was happy what about with this that?
0: Army of Dead trash?
1: No, it's a prequel, and it's like I guess like the. Oh my it's god, the, Zack Snyder again, dude. Well, he's not. He wrote it. He's not directing it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> but um, Zack Snyder just made a huge deal to do this. Uh, it's called um Rebel Moon. Oh, excuse me. And I guess he pitched like a Star Wars movie like ten years ago. Yeah, and they told him get the fuck out of here, you know. And then so now he's making it with Netflix. It sounds I, like a Jupiter Rising. It's like a Seven. seven Was it Seven Samurai? Okay. It's it's like that in space, which is like Star Wars.
0: It's like Magnificent Seven.
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, but it's supposed to be like a franchise. Like it's going to be like really epic, and they're saying it's going to be really good. But that's
0: who you know. Netflix. Oh my this is going to be another Jupiter Rising situation.
1: Nah, it'll be good. As long as he doesn't use the, the same lens for the whole movie again. Oh my god. I liked it, but people didn't, a lot of people didn't like that. I just didn't like the movie. No, it was fun, dude. It's trash. I don't know if it was trash.
0: I like Bautista a lot, but it was trash.
1: Nah, I don't like him, dude. He's too, like, I think he, he only needs, like, a few lines of movie and look badass, and that's it. That's all he's good for.
0: I agree with you. You know? I agree with you. It was like two and a half hours of him talking. Like, why? <laughs> well,
1: that's the only thing. I mean, but the rest of the movie was fun. No, it wasn't. It was very fun. It was trash. It made me miss Las Vegas. Like my, I feel like that's like
0: my the second What moment. are you talking about right now?
1: Yeah, dude, the casinos. When they're like running through the casinos, they're jumping on the tables and stuff. It was like, oh, Oh, my man. God, dude. I don't know what to do with you. Yeah, so expect that like in the next couple of years. That's horrible. And Greenland... Is getting a sequel? As as they sh- as it should. Yeah, and uh, was, I guess it was like a bidding war. And STX, the people that released it the first time, the Asian company. Yeah, they won. <laughs> they bought, They bought it for seventy-five million dollars. They bought what? The movie, like the rights to the movie. Oh, okay. and the movie starts filming next year. Damn. So they already made that. You know. What
0: a career, man! What a career. Definitely. What a career, man! man that has had like to be like kind of like cast off as like uh, a one-hit wonder after three hundred. mm Hmm and like to really try to make him a movie star and then it just does not work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then all of and then a sudden... Neville
1: Dean and Taylor gets a hold of him for a Gamer. Remember that's Gamer? That's
0: horrible. People hate that movie. That's a good movie, dude. I know, but people hate we, that movie. Remember that's not, we saw that? We were like fucked up and we we're like in the front row. Like, ah. I own that movie on DVD and Blu-ray. That's how much I love that movie. <laughs> that's, that's how I, much I love Neville Dean and Taylor. Too, Neville dude. Dean and Taylor were like very integral part of Mitchell Robles' like uh, cinema f- history mm-hmm. because they became... They came at a very specific time where... They were doing certain things with camera movement that I just thought was like a
1: rollerblades hanging onto cars.
0: Looking back at it now, it's like not the greatest. It's like you gotta kinda rein that in, you know what I mean? You kinda gotta like you the gotta back, see what shots end. you works, you know yeah. what I mean? But as a young fucking kid and like, you know. They
1: were like the first directors to use red cameras.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, they were the first ones to use red cameras as they were intended to use. For films? Like to you know mean? like so like No, because like the first person to use it was Soderbergh mm-hmm. on Che. That was like the first movie in like They were the prototype prototype in Mm -hmm. the sense that like when he was filming, they would have to have like four red cameras on set uh, because they would just overheat. Mm. like the first ones ever made. But Neville, Dean, and Taylor were like the ones that were like, this is why you use a Dread camera. It's like you put it, you get on rollerblades, you get a fucking handheld, and you carry that shit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, because back then, when they had them, like the hard drives weren't SSDs or whatever. Yeah. And like the explosions, the impact yeah. of the explosions would erase the hard drives. That's so crazy. <laughs> so they were dealing with all that shit while they were filming with That's them. That's crazy.
0: But yeah, they were a very integral part of it. They are
1: wild, dude, because I was just driving down on some freeway. But then I saw one of those, like, those power farms with like all, you know, like, and like I remember, like in one of the cranks, there's a scene where like they grow to be like 100 feet, and they're fighting in one of them. It's just like oh, so yeah, random. Yeah, it's like Godzilla. Yeah, it's like their movies are wild like that. Uh, um, but
0: as I was saying, uh, to have the anyway, career like they're, Gerard, they're, Butler, I'm just kidding. To have the career like Gerard Butler it's like, yeah, to like people kind of like be like, oh, this guy's kind of a joke. He was like a one-hit wonder, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you stumble into like. Uh, what was it? Olympus has fallen or White House down? Which one was Olympus it? Olympus has fallen. Yeah, to like stumble into this, like uh, the action star, but like that he was, he's basically like, uh, I don't know how you would describe it, like the drunk version of John Wick. I don't know, man. In the sense that, like, he always looks like he's drunk in every fucking movie. Yeah. But he's basically all his good movies that, like, have done very well, or all those type of movies, like, super, super violent movies where he's, like, an action star.
1: He's, dude, I remember, was it Law Abiding Citizen?
0: Yeah, so that was the one. That's yeah. the one.
1: He was, like, in jail and he ordered a T Bone steak? Yeah, then he used it to, like, fucking, fucking. stab
0: the guy in the neck. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. sick, man. Yeah, so like, yeah, you got like that movie. Then you had the Olympus, all those Olympus mm-hmm. series, and then you have uh, the one, the, ri- the heat ripoff. God, what's
1: that called? Oh, where well, they wore the masks? Yeah, right. And what like, um, sh- uh, what's his name? Ice Cube, son. Ice Cube, right son. What's his name? I forgot what that. Pablo
0: Schreiber, uh, Fifty Cent. That was pretty good too, huh? That's very good. They're yeah, making another on. one of those. Oh, they are. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's like crazy to have a career where you're like you're just making all these almost like direct to direct to dvd direct to like streaming uh movies mm-hmm. and they be like quality and they're like people really enjoy them and uh yeah it's just a crazy career to have as like a a guy like that like i don't know i just find it pretty crazy to know that like people Thought of him as a joke, and then like now he kind of leans into these movies. And like, people love them, like, you guys loved Greenland when it came I, out, dude. I know, you know, what I mean, loved, and yeah. I really like those Olympus has fallen. I like, I like all three of them Angel has fallen, Olympus has fallen, and there's uh-huh. another one. But he just picks like badass movies to be in. I just, like I said, I just think he leans into like the camp of it, and mm-hmm. he's not afraid to. And like, I don't know, when you fucking do that, it's like he, you know, you're not taking yourself seriously, you know, you're in a movie about the world ending, it's not like. The Rock, and I think that's the Rock's problems. Like he takes himself way too mm-hmm. serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, nah. Or Bautista. Yeah, but Bautista's not like, Bautista's not asking for San Andreas. You know what I mean? They're just throwing it at him. It's just yeah, basically. Him yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He's yeah. that big now. Like after Guardians of the Galaxy, people yeah. just like yeah, yeah.
0: handing him rolls Yeah. Blade Runner, you know, helped out a lot. Dude, the he was in yeah. needed for like ten minutes. That first scene, like <laughs> a lot. That of people was like
1: badass, that. dude. Yeah. That was probably his best acting, I think, in anything.
0: I like uh, the one with Camille. I know Stuber. I know a lot oh, of people hate that. I know no, a lot of people good. hate that. I love that uh, movie. In the uh, I like Stuber.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that one. They should make a sequel to that,
0: dude. I thought they were. Something with DoorDash or something. <laughs> um, what else? You got any other news before I get into what I watched? No, that's it. All right. What did I watch, my boys? Uh, I watched a lot, dude. There was a lot of movies that came out on like on demand and also in theaters that I finally got around to seeing. Uh, let me start with the crappy ones that I saw. Uh, I saw this movie called First Date. I took a chance. All right? mm. It was either this or Zola. And I was like, you know, I'm going to eventually see Zola. Uh, First Date was a movie that like... Every other, like, every week I usually check what's going to be playing at the Lamley. Like, you know what I mean? I just check to see, like, oh, maybe there's just movies I've never heard that are coming out this week, you know? And I checked and I saw this movie called First Date. And I was like, all right. check the trailer. And I was like, oh, this trailer looks pretty cool. It's about a guy who's trying to go out on a first date with a girl. So he doesn't have a car. So he buys a car. He buys a car that ends up being, like, loaded with a bunch of uh, uh, cocaine. And he, like, is basically thrown into the middle of, like, this drug war in his town because uh everybody wants that fucking car the bad guy's the guy who sold it the cops and he all he wanted was just to spend three hundred dollars on a car to take a girl on a date you know what i mean um premise sounds great like i just told you that premise Mm -hmm. and that sounds like oh that's a pretty interesting idea the trailer looks good too yeah it's not good it's not uh... Nah, there's potential there but not enough like it's like it it felt like if i was trying to make a movie and that's not good (laughs) it's just (laughs) kind of like all right like you gotta you gotta kind of like wiggle your way you know like i know you want to put everything in here and you want to mm-hmm. make it funny but like you got to realize sometimes you're not funny you know what i mean sometimes it's just not i don't know yeah, yeah i just i thought they were trying really hard to be funny and like trying to be like a raunchy teen comedy and it's just like it wasn't good. That is that on streaming as well? Can you? Yeah, can you I didn't know it was GOD? on streaming. Yeah, I didn't oh, know it was okay. on streaming until I seen an ad for it like two days later after I saw it. And it was like on VOD and, and theaters. And I was uh, like, oh, yeah, I would have definitely paid $20 to watch this at home uh-huh. instead of like driving to Pasadena and watch it. Yeah. Uh, I saw that. I saw The Tomorrow War, which is uh, the Chris Pratt movie yeah. on Amazon. Um to me, it's like an algorithm movie. So, like, when I watched it, I felt like it was a movie where it's basically the algorithm at work. Like, it's taking all these movies that people like. Like, I, when when I told you I had saw it uh, the other day, you were like, mm-hmm. oh, do you like, uh, what is it? What's the, what's the movie? Top Cruise movie? An Emily Blunt movie? Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow. And I was like, oh, yeah, I love Edge of Tomorrow. But that's, like, kind of, like, what they, it's, like, almost if like they put, like, I Am Legend, Cloverfield to, uh, uh, war of the worlds and fucking uh edge of tomorrow like all in one Mm -hmm. you know what i mean they just took all these things like i was telling you even the monster looks like something like that they like took other monsters to make a generic monster yeah like i didn't enjoy it the storyline was kind of like i don't know i saw the twists coming from like a mile away it's like a time travel movie um basically what happens is like uh 50 years from now there's gonna be like a world war and those people from fifty years in the future come back and say, "Hey, you have fifty years to like try to kill these monsters." let's oh, say tenant." Okay, I guess, yeah. You can say, like, 10. And, I don't know, dude. It just felt like too many movies I've seen before. Even the beginning scene, like, where they show up, it's like, it reminded me too much of, like, The Dark Knight when Bane, like, blows up the stadium. Oh, yeah. They're, like, at a stalker stadium, and, like, I don't know. It's oh. just kind of, like...
1: I, I've had a few people at work tell me to watch it because it's really good.
0: I know. A lot of people say they like... A lot of movies I saw this week, everybody's i have been like, heard podcasts where people are, like, I fucking love it, and I'm, like, what are you talking about, dude? Like... <laughs> It's trash. I did not like it. I did not no. like it one bit. I watched it because one half of the Doughboys, Mike Mitchell, he's like an actor and he comes out in like a lot of shows that we like, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, he always has like cameos and comedy shows. Yeah. This is his first big movie. Oh okay. and he plays like kind of a big character in it. Um he plays like a sidekick to Marilyn Rice Rice Cobb, the chick oh, from Twenty Four. Yeah, yeah. Um and so yeah, like I know. Is is there comedy in this movie? Yeah. And that's the other thing. Totally, it's like so weird. It like takes itself way too seriously, but then it's like trying to crack jokes. And I'm like, well, what is it? Is this like a serious, (laughs) like, end of the world movie or is this like Chris Pratt, Guardian Galaxy? Uh Because, like, he doesn't start off being a smartass. He's just like a very serious professor. And then all of a sudden, he becomes a hero and then he starts cracking jokes. His confidence builds, dude. (sighs) I guess, man. Maybe he was, but it just was not for me. Thank God I have Amazon Prime because I would (laughs) have not paid for this fucking movie. Um, what other movie did I see? Uh, I saw that movie with uh, what's her name? Isla Sch- Schlesinger, uh, "Good on Paper."
1: Oh yeah. So
0: Marin was talking about it because one of the girls on Glow, I guess, wrote it, co-wrote the movie. Oh okay. And so like he's trying to have her on to talk about the movie. Uh huh. And I like Isla Isla Sch- Schlesinger as a comedian, yeah. so like I want to watch it. Margaret Cho comes out in it, and uh, it's okay. It, it looked
1: like it would be okay. It's it definitely like, a Netflix movie. It's uh-huh. like,
0: call me maybe, call me maybe.
1: Is it like um, that one movie that we saw, that one comedian that was um, where he loses or somebody loses their memory or something. It's a comedian and then like, oh no, he changes his personality a lot and then this girl finds him and then he's like doing poetry one Oh, day. you said, I never watched that movie with Nick Doon. Oh, okay. It seems like it'd be something like quality like that, like that type of quality where it's like not like.
0: Yeah, it's not good. It's just like a made for. for yeah, streaming it was like. Movie. It would it'd be like, it would have been like a, a lifetime movie almost. Like, not lifetime, but there's like a specific like direct to video market that it would have been like on Redbox or something. I guess if that makes sense. Yeah, it was not very good. Um, she's very good in it. I like, I like her. She's really charming. Um, but yeah, it was just, I didn't enjoy it. It's like another thing where it's like, you kind of seen all these situations before. It's kind of like a little bit like the Heartbreak Kid. Like, the guy's like almost like faking the funk you know what i mean he's like kind of playing character and then it's it's based apparently on like a true story where girl goes on a tinder date she thinks she like falls for this guy mm-hmm. and then like she starts peeling back the layers and like this dude's like a fucking psycho you know what i mean yeah um yeah it's kind of it was all right wasn't for me i guess <laughs> i don't know kind of <laughs> feel bummed i was like damn dude this is another one that sucked i saw a couple movies like that like in a row and i was just like man this kind of sucked. Um, I watched Escape Room because, uh, Ralph has been talking about the new one. He's like, I kind of want to see the new one. And then he told me the girl from Waves is in it. Oh, okay. And also the funny guy, the roommate from Shithouse is in it. He comes out. In oh, really? And like the first one. So, I, and I know that the dude from, uh, uh, f- uh, Insecure comes out. Larry from Insecure comes out in it. A couple of people, uh, character actors, uh, we know comes out in it. Mm. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch it, dude. So I rented it and I was like, really? I was <laughs> Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like those movies. It remind me a lot of Cube. I don't know if you've ever seen Cube or the Cube series. Mm-hmm. Um, Cube is like a Canadian movie that's pretty wild. If you've never seen it, I would definitely recommend it. It's a very, good, very cool movies about these people that show up in like this box and they have to figure out how to get out of these box. But it's like almost if you took that and mixed it with Final Destination. So it's like oh, okay. all these like machines are killing you every mm-hmm. time you try to like solve a puzzle in these boxes. And so. Escape Room obviously came out after a couple years ago when there was like the big Escape Room craze. Yeah. And they monetized it, turned it into a movie. I it's actually it. really good.
1: I heard it was good. I, that's like, I kind of just saw the trailer and was like, oh, I could I could watch that one later. I, I never felt like got I had seen
0: it. it. So I don't know if I saw it in theaters. Uh-huh. But rewatching it, I felt like some of the things kind of seemed familiar. But I was really digging it. I was into it. And uh, yeah, I'm stoked for the second one. I'm going to see the second one.
1: <laughs> that's cool, man. And when does that come out? Like this month or? Next
0: week. Next week? Yeah, next week. Um, I saw this movie called the Spanish prisoner, uh, because like I had said a couple of episodes ago, I've been trying to go through David Mamet's catalog. Mm -hmm. And for some other reason, somebody was talking about this movie on a podcast and it's a Steve Martin movie I've never seen before. And it's basically Campbell Scott plays this guy who invents this process. He keeps saying it's his process. It's like this formula. They never tell you what it is. You just know he works for some kind of big company and he invented it. And it's about cons. It's like a confidence movie. So it's like Steve Martin shows up on the Cayman Islands where this guy is there like trying to get investors for this process. And then as soon as Steve Martin enters into the picture, like all these cons start happening. And it's like constantly, movie is constantly like flipping because you're kind of like trying to figure out what's real and like who's playing the game. And it does that till the very end. And it's pretty cool. Like a lot of Mammoth movies. Um, I really enjoyed it. It definitely feels almost like a stage play, but like film for for TV. But uh, I really enjoyed it. I'd never seen it before. And Steve Martin, it's a serious movie. It's not funny. Oh, okay. So it's pretty cool. He plays a bad guy. Um, I saw The Forever Purge. Was it good? Yeah, dude, it's really fucking good, dude. That's cool. Uh, it's kind of corny, uh, but all Purge movies are, and it's like if you're going into the Purge looking for like the next greatest like horror movie, then Uh you're going in for the wrong reasons. And you've been out there, huh? I have been out there, dude. So I went to see the Purge yesterday. Uh, Yeah, I think yesterday. But anyways, I went to go see it. I was like thoroughly impressed. I had no idea. I was like watching the movie and I was like, why does this main character? There's like, you know, the story of this purge is called the forever purge. Yeah. Essentially like the per people, it's like takes place now, like MAGA country. Like there's, you know, there's a huge, the country is uh, very bipartisan, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's got on one side and everybody's on the other side. And basically they use a purge and an excuse to like start a genocide, like to start a fucking uh, cultural war. Oh, okay. And so they're just like, fuck that. We're going to call this a forever purge, and we're just going to start cleansing the world, you know what <laughs> I mean? And so uh, the main character is a Mexican guy, and I was like, where does this guy come from? Where is it? Like, where do I know this? And then I Googled after, and he comes out in this movie called Weros that me and Ralph saw a long time ago mm-hmm. at the silent, uh, silent movie theater. And it was like, a, it's a crazy movie that we always talk about to this day. It's a really good movie. And uh, yeah, he plays a star date. And it was like very, it's very cool to see him in other movies, like, um, But yeah, I really enjoy it. You kind of know what you're getting. It's like a lot of blood, like that's. There's huge plot holes in it that are like horrible, dude. Like, (laughs) but I enjoyed it. I don't care. You kind of know what you're getting. Like, in the beginning, they like make a point to like let you know that the main character, one of the main characters, has like a boss, and his name is Harris. Mm. And then like he he like saves her when the purge starts happening, and he's like, she's like, here, take this gun, go find your family, and you're like, okay, well maybe they'll meet up later in the movie. Never acknowledge him ever again, <laughs> dude. It's just like all this shit. You just kind of like wait. Left him the cutting room. For yeah, her. like okay. If you have like uh, uh like if your home like has all these metal bars on it, and you like you have a stockpile of weapons, uh-huh. why wouldn't you just like go back in your house that was unlocked, lock it, and just wait there? <laughs> I don't know, man. There's like a lot of potholes, but whatever. It's fine. You kind of know what you're getting. It's the yeah. fucking purge, whatever. Uh, what else did I see? I saw Azola. Oh, okay. I saw Zola. Um, I was very impressed with Zola. Um I had been kinda hesitant to see Zola because I thought the director was doing like a full 180 on her style. She made a movie. That's Brett Gelman's wife. I don't know if you know who Brett Gelman is. He's like a very famous comedian. He was in Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's yeah. like a he had like a bunch of shows on the yeah. like Decoded and I don't know, just, but you know, when you see him, you know, him. Mm-hmm. anyways, uh, she made a movie called Lemon, uh, a couple years ago with him. He plays a main character and there's a bunch of character actors like uh, Michael Sarah, all these people, like all their famous friends are in it. Very good movie. Very weird, surreal movie. Mm-hmm. And so like when I heard she was making Zola and I saw the type of movie she was making on my, like, oh man, this is like a trendy 824 movie, like shot on like 60 millimeters. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. And man, was I impressed, my boy. It's a really good movie. Like, she does some very interesting things as a director in the movie to, like, make it not just a movie about this Twitter story. And, like, oh, okay. it's really cool, man. Like, she's, like, there's specific ways that she uses them to talk that, like, uh, do some, it shows a certain thing in the movie. It's, like, the cadences. I don't know. I was really impressed. I think that girl's, like, really cute, too. The main character, Paige, whatever. Um,. Yeah, it's funny, man. Zola, the one that plays Zola. Yeah, the one that oh, plays okay. Zola. But yeah, it's like, it's wild, man. It's it, I was like impressed. I was very impressed with it. Um, it's definitely a movie that captures a moment in time, like now, in a very good way. Kind of like Waves did, you know what I mean? With like yeah. the soundtrack, uh-huh. this is kind of like that too. And uh, but it's very surreal. It's like uh, I'm not ruining anything, but there's a moment uh, towards the end of the film where there's a little guy that shows up. Mm -hmm. and it's like very lynchian like david lynch he's just like almost breaks a fourth wall as you're watching this movie and they're like something happens and he just like looks at them and he's like well you guys have a nice day you're just like wait what like but it's so like it's i don't know it's cool it's like a cool little it's it reminds you're watching a movie Uh you know i mean this is a fantastical movie oh okay it's cool man i really enjoyed it i really liked it i like the whoever shot it i think his name is ari wenger it's like Beautiful, beautiful looking movie. That's cool. Yeah, and it's short. I think it's like only she like made it a point like to be like, I think movies should only be like fucking ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah, dude. Me too. So yeah, it's really fucking good. I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. I was very impressed with it. And then I also saw Fear Street, um, which we will talk about. Cool. Um Yeah, and I think that's it. I rewatched Taken because I don't know why. I just saw it on TV. And I just started reciting the next couple of days. I was telling my dad I have a specific set of skills and he's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And I was just I just kept saying it to him. He's like, I saw the movie and forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, man, it's a good movie, dude. There's also big plot holes in fucking Taken. It's really funny. It's also a movie that's like very dated. Is it? Yeah, because like the technology, he's walking around with like a tape recorder, he's like recording everything. She has like a he buys her like a karaoke machine in the beginning of the movie, and you're just kinda like, Oh, oh man, this is old. I forgot how old this movie is. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Wild to know that they made three of those. I know, right? Yeah, that's crazy. His daughter kept getting taken. That's crazy. (laughs) It was his wife and then his daughter again. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and then I saw Fear Street 94, uh, Mm -hmm. the first in the trilogy. Um, And let me just say, I really enjoyed it. I really fucking liked it. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. With that said, it's not the greatest horror movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. Well,
1: yeah, obviously.
0: But I was impressed for a Netflix movie. Uh-huh. Uh, of that caliber to be like
1: huh very good quality huh like, I enjoyed it yeah I, like, yeah would I would have like, loved to see it like in a theater
0: and it got me excited to watch the next one and the one after that because uh-huh. um, I think the next two are gonna be even more interesting than this first one because I think the first one's kind of typical obviously they try to do things that are like very of the zeitgeist now like your main characters uh, you know uh, uh not gender fluid, but she had, she's just a she's a lesbian main character mm-hmm. of color. You know, what I mean, they're trying to do stuff now to be a little bit more diverse and inclusive, which uh, I appreciate. Um, but yeah, I thought it was funny. I never thought it was like over. I will say the biggest drawback of the movie is it's very tropey.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, they they kind of lean into it because there's a scene where like they just start dropping all these '90s songs. And then, like, they're, they're so, like, oh, that's funny. They're just using the 90s catalog. And then it's, like, 90s song, 10 seconds later, another 90s song. And then another, as like, they're walking through the high
0: school. Yeah, they play, like, Trapped or Back Down, Take You On. No, they didn't. Did they play that <laughs> they song?
1: They did not play that song. I
0: thought they did.
1: No. But, like, they played, it was just, like, they just, like, leaned into the trope. And it was funny. Like, they was, like, I enjoyed I, I There were, like, four it. 90s hits, like, in 30
0: seconds that they played. And then my other biggest takeaway from the movie, which isn't a bad thing, but as a horror movie fan, mm-hmm. um, I thought the kills were, like, some were, like, really cool, and then some were, like, whatever. But, like, I never got excited, like, I never was, like, holy shit, like, oh, that's I an did, amazing too. kill. Nah, the i kind of, like, I've seen kills like that before. The ones at the and end, well, it's not even, like, it's Like, a, the shredder was the only one I liked, uh, the meat, meat shredder. Yeah. That was the only one I really liked.
1: That was cool, just because it was shocking to me, like because of who who it was and just like the situation, you know. Yeah,
0: I was like, oh fuck, like yeah. they did that, you know. Yeah, so that was cool. Um, but the concept was cool at the end on how they're gonna like, they take two tropes that we people yell at the screen all the time about mm-hmm. that would never actually do something like that in real life. would Be like, yeah, okay, uh, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah, don't ruin it. Um, it's good. but I will ruin one of them that they do the they do the final girls. Like uh, the virgin, they take they turn the virgin trope on its on its axis because they're like, uh, yeah, let's just have sex. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can't kill us, uh-huh. but that don't work.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. It's kind. Of, it, could, it does remind you of like Scream and everything, but like I don't think it does. Like it follows the tropes, but it does them well. You know where it's yes. not, like
0: It's like you you're like it's never not entertaining. It's not too meta, but it's definitely in on the joke. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it, it plays like you well said, for with the nineties. 90s, and The nineties. 90s yeah,
1: it's just it was. I I like that. Like so. Like I was like excited for it just because I used to like to read the Fear Street books. I never read them. No, never. Yeah, they're just similar to Goosebumps. But Goosebumps, but they're just like a little like for older yeah. kids and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like preteen or teenagers, or whatever, young yeah. adults. And um, it, it blew me away, dude. I didn't know it was gonna be so graphic, like so gory, or whatever. Like rated R, you know. It was like really cool. Um yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the next ones. Like uh, coming into it, I thought this was going to be my favorite. Yeah. And then the next, the next one's supposed to be like, like Friday the Thirteenth, and like you know, correct.
0: And then the one, the the just the aesthetic of the next two like make me very excited yeah. to watch the next two, especially the last, the this next one. It's like nostalgia. It reminds me of, like Sleepaway Camp, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they get, but did the, they the have the little kid? I want to know what happens with that little kid. I don't know if it's a midget or a, or a little person or a kid. He's like he's wearing the mask. He's like beating somebody oh, in the yeah, bed yeah, yeah, and he's like so I don't know if he I'm assuming he comes out in this next one. Yeah. But the last one's supposed to be like 1600s. The, the
1: witch trials and yeah, stuff. Yeah. See,
0: that sounds cool. Yeah, it's like
1: yeah, it's like from the quality of the first one, it, it, like these are going to be great, you know.
0: Yeah, but I was surprised for a Netflix movie. And then
1: they got the girl from Stranger Things to make it more 70s, I guess. Like Really? I don't know, was it Stranger Things or was it It? That girl with the with the red hair? Oh, she's in it? Yeah, she's in it. Oh, okay. It, it's either It or Stranger Things. I think it might have been It. The girl from It. I
0: don't know. They both have red hair when they're younger. One has oh, Barb, yeah. and then one has the other one. Not Barb. Oh, okay, the one that's Jessica Chastain with freckles. I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah her. Okay.
1: But yeah, but yeah, I'm excited. It's like it's like this Friday and then the following Friday. I like how they did that too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like three movies in three weeks.
0: I never heard of this chick before. The director.
1: Yeah, me either. I think this is one of the first actual movies that she did, and I was she impressed. did three in a row like that. You know, yeah, so that's, that's pretty, pretty cool.
0: Crazy. I was impressed to say
1: the least. Me too, man. I wish I, I hope they come out like, in a box set. Like, to bomb. I don't know about all that. But... Yeah, dude, Physical <laughs> media, support it.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, if it was that good, I would, but it's okay.
1: It's good, dude. It's okay. I mean, for real, like, it's like, the best horror movie this year. Uh,
0: really? I think so. I still haven't seen St. Maude. I got to watch mm. that. That's another mm. one I heard. But like I said, I heard all these podcasts. Talk- I forgot what movie I was talking about, dude, that I told you. I was like, uh, it's definitely Tomorrow War. Somebody was talking about that. But somebody else was talking about another movie, and they were like, it's Saint, really good. St. Maude. Like,
1: Mod- what the fuck? Sin mod is just kind of like, like I, I, dude, I'm a sucker for A24 horror movies, you know. Yeah. And this one just seemed like all the other ones, but didn't add anything to it. Okay. And it was just kind of like, okay, I've seen this before. I know it's on Hulu, right? Yeah. Yeah, i just. And it was just kind of like boring. I'm just kind of like, all right, whatever. And it just, it just didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, there's some cool parts, like the like the woman that plays the older lady in there, like she did really really good. Yeah. Like she's awesome in it.
0: So but like that's Ely. about it, you know. Vanessa Ely, Linda Ely, some shit like that.
1: Yeah, she's really good. She's, yeah. like, kind of, like, kind of like in her, she's already older, and she's, like, dying of cancer or something, and she's just kind of, like, trying to relive her, like, her golden years or whatever, and yeah. it's, like, kind of sad to see her, like, struggling with it. Yeah. But, like, her character, like, she plays her really well. Yeah. But that's, like, the highlight of the movie. I, like, <laughs> like, there's no, I don't think there's any shock value yeah. in it, like how some of those k 24 movies lean into. Yeah. It's just, it's not there anymore because it's, I've seen it all. Yeah. Like there's a scene where she floats and that's like supposed to be shocking. Sick. You know, I'm just like, all right. Like, every, <laughs> I saw the in Evil Dead 1, 2 and, and yeah. Dark. you know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, Yeah. so. I want to see it. I don't it. recommend it to you. but I, I want to
0: see it. I just want to see it. It's just one of those movies that like I need to, you know, finish the, the catalog on. Yeah.
1: It seems like a little bit more pretentious.
0: I still haven't seen that or The movie. Lodge. Oh, that's great, dude. See, I hear the reverse. Really? Yeah, the I was lodge, sure the is, lodge awesome is trash.
1: Movie. No, the lodge is really good. Yeah. I love the lodge. That was like one of my favorite movies of I that year. I think that's
0: Riley Kehoe. I think she comes out. And if she is, that's a girl that is in Zola.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. She's like the main, she's like yes. the, the dad's new
0: girlfriend yeah, or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I love that movie.
0: There's three movies I need to watch. I need to watch that one uh, Saint Maud and Swallow. A lot mm-hmm. of people like that one from last year. Oh, okay. So Swallow? That.
1: Yeah. So I saw Free Street 2. and then and then I saw um, Summer of Love, the documentary. I wasn't too impressed with it. It just like it, it's go like I went into it more of thinking it was like a documentary, yeah. And it's more of a concert film, yeah. And the documentary is just kind of like filler for yeah. it, I I think at least it, like it just provides context, yeah. But then at the same time, it wasn't too informative for me, yeah. And I don't know, I just I I think it's cool because like like there's like stevie wonders performing and dude he's like fucking going crazy and, and it's like so awesome dude he's like playing the drums yeah it's cool to see like like that like that footage is, is like insane like it's so it's like so cool you're actually watching that shit go down Correct. you know but that's the, the just go into it knowing it's a concert film i think you know
0: uh so i tried watching it and it was one of those things where i was hung over and i was watching i don't know what day i watched it was it was a day before or i forgot what day i watched it but I think I was hungover, and I was trying to watch it, and uh, I was just not – it was like – I felt like I was in and out of it. Uh-huh. Like, I would only perk up when certain artists were on. Yeah. Like, I remember a couple of Stevie bits, and I remember Gladys Knight, I remember Gladys Knight specifically talking to the camera. And, uh, but I felt like I never gave it a chance. See, and that's the bad thing about a concert film for a festival, because
1: if you're not into that artist, you're, you're going to be with it for four minutes, five minutes. Yeah. And then you're just kind of like, okay, I, I'm not really tuned into this, this artist. So I'm yeah. just, you know, zone out for a bit. And then you come back and somebody else is on like, oh, okay, so who is this now? Yeah. You know, and you kind of miss out on the transition of, of the, you know what I mean? So that's the only bad thing. Like, I didn't like all the performers. Like, yeah. so
0: there's some, like, some standouts, but yeah. like, I don't know. I just thought. I just felt like I didn't give the movie a chance. So I need to like rewatch yeah. it. I also hear it's way better in the theaters, which would make sense mm-hmm. because you're watching a concert film on like a huge fucking. You know big I mean? loud system, and yeah, it's like when I saw Amazing Grace, which is the Aretha Franklin, where she's like at the How was that? It's really good, oh, yeah. but it's like one of those things where I wish I saw it in theater. Oh, okay, because then you would have been like just locked in and you're seeing her like this other world performance on like a huge screen, you know what huh. I mean? Almost like magnifies everything the intenseness of it, but um, yeah, I was like, I gotta I got rewatch it, I got to rewatch it, I, I can't do that to my boy Amir. <laughs> Questlove Thompson. You yeah, know what I mean, I got to really lock a lock least, in.
1: I heard him on a podcast recently. Yeah. I forget which one it was, and it's they pretty much gave him everything. Really? Like I was, yeah, he was just like, yeah, these guys contacted me, and they were like let me show you the footage, and he was like, yeah, whatever, I'm not down. And then he was just like, and then they showed me more footage. And then they were like, "We think you should do it." <laughs> and he was like, all right, I'll do it." And then he, they just like he they already had all the footage like restored, and they're yeah, showing them yeah. like we just like we just need you to curate it, you know? Yeah, he's like, all right, I'll do it." That's crazy. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Damn!" They just handed you this fucking movie. Basically, like, yeah, it's cool. It was a cool interview. I think I, I don't forget who who where was I, at, but it was a good podcast. So
0: I know that, they're making that music. Uh, it's not a music. It's a about a music festival. It's about Woodstock '99 oh i don't know if biscuit. you ever heard i do know if you heard that podcast that podcast is like really good the ringer did it um a couple years ago and it's just basically about the debauchery because like you know that shit like fucking floundered like mm-hmm. it was that like was, really good it was, wild, yeah. it was wild yeah exactly chili
1: peppers yeah yeah yeah, cotton yeah. Fires yeah and...
0: all that shit a lot of like raping going on and shit like that some girl
1: got smashed to death from lambiscuit that's I mean, crazy,
0: yeah. right? So all this gnarly shit happened, and they did a podcast on it, and now they're doing they during an actual documentary. I think it comes out at the end of the month.
1: Really? Yeah. Damn, that's cool. That'd Looks be good. interesting. HBO, it's
0: gonna be HBO, HBO documentary. Damn,
1: that's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kid Rock, dude, back in the day. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy performances. And then I wa uh, I remembered uh, I'm like sixty pages into the Quentin book.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's good, huh? It's okay. I like it, dude. It flows. It's like really cool. It's okay. You know what? I like. <laughs> I was. I didn't really have time. Like, I was running out of time to to read it. So then I got the Audible, and um, it was just not good. Really? Who reads it? I forget. So she's in the movie, or no? She, she's uh, okay. The the girl in *Hateful Eight.
0: Jennifer Jason Lee?
1: Yeah, she reads it, okay. but she, but she's just like so monotone. <sighs> I'm like, I'll, I'll just read. I'll just read the book myself. Like, I it don't was know. cool.
0: I mean, it's cool. It's like a different perspective. Of like it gives you more insight into the the like peripheral characters. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah,
1: I like it because it just flows. Like I love that that world that he created there, yeah. and uh, it's just more of it. So yeah. it's cool. And
0: then I saw the Donut
1: King that dude. That's excellent. oh yeah, that's
0: an excellent. Excellent. very movie. very it's good. For, it was for free on uh, PBS. I don't know if it still is. It was for a while. I saw it on, it's streaming on Hulu. Yeah, it's on Hulu.
1: Yeah, I recommend that. It's like it's just like kind of like the Ameri- like the American Dream story. You know, it's great. Uh huh. It's great. Like full, full and through, because like it, you could, it could make, make and break you. You know, like it's crazy.
0: I think so. it's a specifically uh, immigrant story, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it's a uniquely immigrant story. It's, uh, I told you the other day. It's not like it wasn't like this guy was like smarter than everybody. It was just like he capitalized on the moment. Yeah, he capitalized on the opportunity that was presented to him. Mm-hmm. And so back in the day, you know they. When you worked at Winchels, they taught you everything. They taught you how to work the machines, how to make the dough, how to make the donuts, run the books. You know what I mean? Almost like they're handing you the keys to the franchise, and that's all they're handing you because everything else is up to you. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh-huh. And so this guy figured out that if I can do that and I know how much it costs Winchels <laughs> Is it Winchels or Yum Yum? Winchell's? Winchels. If I, if I know how much it costs them to make it and I know the overhead and all this costs, like what if I just taught all these independent uh, people? How to do it and just took a cut and then helped him open these things. And he started like franchising all these things to the point where he had like 70, right? Like 70 donut shops in Southern dude. California.
1: Yeah. He was yeah. a millionaire. He like, he was making millions.
0: Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's just a crazy story about a guy that. It's one of those, it's also one of those documentaries that I really, uh, really enjoy when like it's about something and then it turns into something way bigger than the actual Mm -hmm. topic. Because the topic you think is just going to be about like this uh, crazy, like eccentric, uh, uh, the Vietnamese or Cambodian? Cambodian. Cambodian um, donut guy who like became like a millionaire, you know what I mean? Like opening all these donor shops and then like expands into like why he came over here and like the genocide that was happening in Cambodia and, you know, the struggles, what it takes to like come over here and all these like flaw, all the flaws that he had, uh, mm-hmm. basically come to light when you become, you know, when you get all that power and greed, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's just a cool story. And, uh, it also goes to like the last, I want to say the – I guess you would call it like, the epilogue, the last 15 minutes, kind of, like, shows you what donut culture is now. <laughs> yeah. And it's pretty cool to know that, like, you know, that people acknowledge – in that documentary acknowledges that, like, yeah, you can't just make little donuts anymore, you know? You can't
1: – You have to f- make them flashy.
0: Yeah, because, unfortunately, you know, you got competitors like Starbucks and Dunkin' who are just, like, their failed uh, recipe of trying to succeed in the 80s didn't work then, but it's definitely going to work now because we don't cherish – handmade stuff like that we just want uh fast and cheap fast and cheap yeah and if you can open like five dunkin donuts in a city yeah maybe three of them will close but those other two are definitely gonna stay and you're gonna definitely go to them
1: yeah fast cheap and boutique
0: not even boutique it's just fast and cheap now Well, look
1: like like donut friend and all those those are like (laughs) yeah but
0: those are the competitors to dunkin donuts and that's the only way you can stay open now
1: but they're also the
0: competitors to the mom and pop shops that can't even compete with Donut Friend wasn't a Donut Friend wasn't always uh, like that. They like evolved too. Yeah, Donut Friend and like uh, what's what's the other one right there uh, near downtown? The one that makes like the panda donuts.
1: There's also Voodoo Donuts, but that came from back east, I think.
0: Yeah, but that's also like that. That just feels like an experience. It just feels like a goddamn like Disneyland ride. <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah, it's just like yeah, all these like little mom and pop donuts. Like I see it I see it by this the donut street by my by my house. My dad always tells me all the time. He's like, Yeah, they got cereal donuts in there. They got donuts with like the cereal and bacon on it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh the one right there on azusa right there by the fucking Mr. Pollo, like it's like used to be a donut and like uh Donuts slash Chinese food shop. Yeah. And like, yeah, my dad says like, you go in there and the donuts are like $2, but they're like artisanal donuts, you know what I mean? It's like, that's so wild to me. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very good documentary. I highly recommend that documentary.
1: Then I saw um, the Cho Show. I saw the, only, I saw the first episode of the Cho Show. Um, I didn't dig it too much. Like, it, it just seemed like, it seemed pr- like pretty pretentious and it seemed like he was trying hard to be a certain way. And like I've seen him like a lot, like before, like you know, like on podcasts and then his own podcast and just yeah. different shows. And I feel like he doesn't need to try as hard because he's just naturally that way. But I just feel like he's he's really trying to like do something. And uh-huh. and I, I kind of like get that from it, you know. Huh. But um, I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stick with it because I like him. Yeah. And I I also I don't like the people he had on really, like the Was it in the first one, um, the tattoo artist Kat Von D. Oh, Kat Von D. and her husband, the different yeah. prayers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, crazy story that, that guy. That Couple was of
0: podcasts a, that you should listen to. He's like crazy story about that guy.
1: That, the story he told on the, on that show was crazy about his dad. Oh, you should hear his
0: story, dude. That's a crazy story. That
1: dude, that dude is crazy. For yeah. some reason, Kat Von D just seems like she's
0: just like no, like it's her voice. I, I don't know. It's just it's yeah. that voice. I don't know. She just like, she got that. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like Keano for girls.
1: Yeah, and then I forget. Oh, and then the Asa Akira. Oh, awesome. hell yeah. yeah. She's cool, but the, she's just like the same thing, too. Just like she has to always like make it edgy. And it's kind of like, I get it, you know? But it just seems that, like, they go, like they try to ed- out-edge each other sometimes. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I just think maybe it was just like these guests. I mean, these uh-huh. guests
0: on this episode. Uh-huh.
1: But um, the edit- editing was fucking awesome, dude. I love the editing. Great I love editing. that he
0: uses a, you know, he had like a crazy exhibit that I wish I would have went to a couple years ago in L.A. It was, like, a full experience, and, like, people, you had to, like, sign a waiver to go in and all that. But, like, a lot of this stuff that's, like, B footage is, like, shit from that experience. Oh, okay.
1: I I was wondering where that some of that stuff came from. It was just, like, wild-ass shit that they just, like, you know, spliced in. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that's cool. Like, I got to watch it some more to, like, recommend it or not. But you like it, though, huh?
0: I love it. I mean, David Cho's... I was really into, like, <laughs> back in high school, I thought I was, like, a little tagger dude. And, uh, yeah, he was, like, a very seminal artist for me. Before he was, like, before anybody knew who he was, when he was, like, tagging Monko, the big whale. Like, I have, like, shirts and shit from, like, back in the day mm-hmm. from, like, Upper Playground, which is, like, an art graffiti brand that, like, you know. I remember he had a documentary that my homie from Ball and Park, like, gave me, the little Asian homie gave me, like, when he used to go to shows on VHS, he gave it to me. Like, yeah, it's just crazy, man, like. He was a very integral person, and then it's it's funny to know that like, uh, because that documentary that he the one he made uh, for Upper Play- Playground I think it's on YouTube, but it, like just basically tells a story of like when he became like a uh, a legit artist not fake not Facebook artist or any of that mm-hmm. but just when he became a legit artist to like sell it so like. And it wasn't crazy, like money or anything like that. And then, you know, he got kind of trendy with Obey and all that stuff Yeah. during that time. And then that's when, you know, he asked, they asked him to fucking paint murals at Facebook. And then instead of paying him, they gave him uh, shares of stock. Yeah. And he essentially became like a... Overnight millionaire. Yeah. And, I, and all that now is where I feel like every, the, the public comes to him at that point. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's a very he was a very integral uh, artist back in the day you know him Danny Flores, Mir One, all those taggers back in the day. But yeah. Um yeah, I I, I I highly recommend it, but I bring all that to that. So, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And
1: I like then him. I saw this show called uh Kevin
0: Can Fuck Himself. Oh yeah, that's a uh, uh Oz Martinez show. The dude, he's a uh, who directed a couple episodes. He's a he does uh, like a lot of the uh segments the the internet segments on snl he's a director oh really yeah i want i've been wanting to watch it i don't have amc but i just need to watch it yeah it's good i like yeah, it a lot yeah. it's a it's, very it's like a meta take on like everybody loves raymond.
1: raymond yeah yeah so it's like whenever she's with like her husband it's like a sitcom it's film like a you know like a sitcom yeah and um whenever she's on her own it's like a single camera yeah it's like you know, when she's with husband like
0: it's it. like uh everybody loves raymond or mm-hmm. uh what was that What show charlie sheen Two and a half men. Two and a half men. It's like that. And then she'll like go into the next room to like...
1: It's like a three camera sit- sitcom. Yeah. yeah, sitcom. And then she goes into like the... Her own room, whatever.
0: Yeah, and and she's like, like clothes. And then all of a sudden it turns into like Breaking Bad. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's like... um, It's just pretty much like... So far, I've seen like the first two episodes. Yeah. And it's like somebody that's just trapped in their life, you know? And it's yeah. like interesting to see how far she goes to... Get Stuff out of it, you know, yeah, that's what it, it seems like it's gonna, you know, how it's gonna progress. Yeah. But the style is really cool, it's yeah, like yeah, unique, yeah. you know, they, and yeah. they do it good, yeah, you know, like it's like it's actually transitions really well.
0: He made that movie on Netflix that I liked a couple of years uh, that came out either earlier this year. I want the vampires in Brooklyn, oh, yeah, yeah, that's he directs, he directed the pilot, but he directs a couple of episodes on the show. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cool, but yeah, and then so I recommend that for sure.
1: And then the other, the last thing I saw was Monsters at Work. Yeah. And um, it's it's not that great. Yeah. Like, I was hoping... That, like, I love Monsters Incorporated. How many movies
0: do they have? Two. Two.
1: There's Monsters Incorporated and then Monsters University. I
0: kind of thought there was two.
1: And the first one came out 20 years I mean, ago. Yeah,
0: three. I kind of thought there was
1: three. Yeah, the first one came out 20 years ago. Yeah. And somehow that one looks better than the show. No way. Yeah, the show does not look good. Wow. It's crazy. Like... um. Just, like, the fur. Like, um, dude, on the on the second movie that came out, like, almost 10 years ago, yeah. it looked amazing. Like, all the yeah. fur. It's, it's just, like, not rendered well. Yeah. It's like you could tell they didn't put time into it like they did. Damn. And Jonah from that, uh, what's that, the, the Walmart show?
0: Superstore? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's uh, the main character. Uh, Why am I blanking on his real name? Um... Yes, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, so, so uh, Johnny Pemberton. He, yeah, so <laughs> he,
1: so he gets like an he gets like hired and invited to come into monsters. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, wow, that's crazy. He's the, he's the yeah. He's totally Jonah from the show too. That's funny. So like he he comes in as like oh you're, you're we invite you to be a scare you know yeah. and then you know like in the last movie they they turned it into um oh, laughter and, uh, laughter instead of scare so he's like the last hire. So he comes in like trying to scare people and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, you're, like, you're supposed to make them laugh. Yeah. And it, so it's him trying to like transition and change into like a, co- a comedian.
0: That's funny.
1: But like, it's a cool concept, but it's, it just doesn't have, I, like the main characters are like Solly and the little eyeball. Mike. D- Mike. Yeah. Like he, they're only in it for like a little bit. Ah. Uh, and then like every once in a while, John sh- Goodman, John Goodman. Yeah. Really crystal yeah yeah they, they'll show up here and then they'll leave and then it's like their story wow. and then like they'll show up again you know so it's just kind of i don't know it's like they're trying to hand the torch over or whatever but like I, it's it's not it's not that great yeah
0: yeah i want to watch i mean uh, watch
1: it because it's like it's, it's i mean if you have disney plus it's like, i don't have disney
0: plus but i can get a hold of it but i want to watch blind spotting as well that just reminds oh, i you, know like, yeah i talking about all these tv shows that i need yeah. to watch but i want to blind spotting
1: is that already over or is no no i think they're barely like on episode three okay yeah yeah yeah. i definitely want to watch that i love the movie yeah yeah i want to see it for sure um
0: but yeah anything else you watch that's all i saw um that sounds like a good place to end things hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode as usual uh hopefully i wasn't too negative about these trash ass movies (laughs) but you know how it is uh if you like what we're doing, as usual, hit us up in the DMs. Let me know what I can do better. Give us some topics to talk about. You know, the huge. Uh, our 50th episode is right around the corner. We got to plan something. I don't know what we're going to do, but we got to kind of do something to commemorate it. Should do an episode in Skate Junction. What the fuck happened to Skate Junction? I love In Suicide. R.I.P. Uh, All right, guys, I think that is a good place to end this episode. We will see you again or see you at another time. Later.